Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The text for our meditation this morning is the epistle lesson from Romans 13. Besides this, you know the time, that the hour has come for you to wake up from sleep, for salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. The night is far gone, the day is at hand, so then let us cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. I woke up yesterday morning at 4.30. That's a.m. Long before my alarm was set to go off, it was pitch dark. Nothing around me showed any signs that it was time for my eyes to be popping open and my mind to shake off its dreams and gear up for the activity of the day. And yet, there I was, wide awake and getting vertical before the birds were chirping. And the same thing happened this morning. In spite of my best efforts and my firm intention, I was awake long before the rest of the civilized world, and it was no use trying to get back to sleep. I was awake, and that was that. This is not natural for me. Some people are naturally inclined to be early risers, and I'm very happy for them. Somebody has to make the coffee. Not me. My body always prefers to have its desires catered to and its comforts looked after. And what my body desires is not a pre-dawn wake-up call, but the comfort of a little more rest, a little more shut-eye. My theory, you see, is that nighttime is for sleeping. And the long nights of winter are a sign that God loves us and wants us to be happy. (laughs) So why am I waking up so early? The problem is jet lag. A few days ago, you see, I was on a different continent in a much different time zone. And my mind and body haven't yet got used to the idea of St. Louis time again. It takes a while to get adjusted to a big change in time zones. For a few days, I have to consciously tell myself when it's time to go to bed and when it's time to wake up. And in spite of my natural inclination and my long cultivated habits, some little clock inside of me will switch on at 4.30 or so for a few days and tell me, to get out of bed. I'm sure I'll get over it. Now there's a parallel between the jet lag that I'm experiencing these days and the spiritual conditions Paul describes in today's epistle lesson. He says, besides this, you know the time that the hour has come for you to wake up from sleep. Our flesh Our old, weak, flabby, self-indulgent, sinful nature is only too happy to stay comfortably 
asleep. And the horrible truth is that spiritual sleep is not some kind of neutral inactivity. Spiritual sleep is a life which is absorbed in itself and is oblivious to the reality of God. Our shabby natural selves tune God out and devote themselves to distractions and desires that keep us pointed away from God. Paul says, it's not time for sleep. It's time to wake up. Paul's depiction of the mad nightmare of spiritual sleep is both graphic and all too familiar. Let us walk properly as in the daytime, he says, not in orgies and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and sensuality, not in quarreling and jealousy. Well, orgies and drunkenness are exactly what the world is selling. They are on every cable channel. And of course, this generation of ours may not have invented sexual immorality and sensuality, but we have certainly applied enormous ingenuity to flattering and pampering our sexual lusts in ways that are insidious and poisonous and addicting and on a scale that can only be described as industrial pornography. You know what I'm talking about. And as for quarreling and jealousy, well, we know about that too. From warring ideologies to road rage and petty phone envy, the kind of jealousy that is the stuff of marketing Don't you have to have that new phone? Don't you have to have that new toy? These devour us like the grotesque demons from a Peter Bruegel painting of the Last Judgment. And all of this is not just a stark summary of what the world is like out there somewhere, but a snapshot of ourselves, the selves we need to be saved from. Our flesh, our appetites, our lusts are all in a different time zone. One where it's always party time. One where the frantic nightmare of spiritual sleep is all that matters. And where salvation and the God who saves are the last things on the agenda. That kind of stuff belongs to darkness belongs to the night and it is exposed for what it is in the cold light of day shabby selfish shallow what the poet Gerard Manley Hopkins uh, called the dull sour self yeast of spirit isn't that a great phrase self yeast of spirit, which works its way all through this lump that I call me. Being swamped and dominated by that yeast of the self is what it means to be lost, and it's a horrible condition. Hopkins, that I just quoted, says it this way, 
I see the lost are like this, and their scourge to be, as I am mine, their sweaty selves, but worse. The tug of our dull self-yeast would drag us back to some time and place where our appetites run our existence and where God and his keen intent to save you and me is tuned out and drowned out by dreams. But that's not what time it is. That's not what time zone you and I are in anymore. It's time to wake up. The night isn't over yet, but it's coming to an end. It looks dark outside and often dark inside too, but the day, the day is near. The day of our final salvation is nearer than it has ever been. That's what time it really is. The bright sunrise of the day of salvation is far closer than you and I could guess. Far closer than the evidence of our senses would suggest as we look around at the darkness around us and look in at the darkness within. The joyful anticipation of this season of Advent, the joyful anticipation is not about us slogging our way step by step a little closer, a little bit further through the long dark winter in uncertain and distant hope. The joyful hope of Advent is that our Lord and our God is running to us with eager love to rescue us from our sweaty selves. And that the day, the hour, the moment of his arrival for our salvation is nearer than we know. You belong to Christ, who is the light. So you don't belong to the dark. You and I have been yanked out of our sleeping death into the new time zone of life and hope in Christ. It's not time anymore to indulge our spiritual laziness. It's time to wake up in Christ. Since the dawn of his appearing is closer than ever, it's time for you and me to live like we are his. All of you who were baptized into Christ have put on Christ wrote Paul to the Galatians. And here in our text, he simply says, put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Be who you are in him. Live the life he gives you, one which no longer is stuck on coddling your own lusts and desires and appetites, but rather the life which basks in the liberating daylight of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's what time it is. Wake up. Come, Lord Jesus. Amen.